absolutely massive result. Congratulations to everyone involved at the Kiwis, including this man, Stacey Jones, who joins us now. Morning, Stacey, how are you? Yeah, good morning. Good, thank you. Oh, you'd, be, you'd be wishing you could play those bums every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, look, it was a... Uh... It was a pretty good performance um, right across the right across the park, um, you know, from uh, Chance at the back and uh, uh, Fish leading the team up front it was uh, it was a very good performance. Yes, yeah, Stacey, it, um, thanks for joining us this morning, mate. I know it's your first day back at the Warriors today as well, so there's no rest for you. That that went on the weekend, um, <laughs> like apart from the crowd not really coming there, could you see it coming? Oh look! The, the week before, when um, in Melbourne, when we you know we got outplayed, and we, we knew that there was only a couple of things that we really had to tidy up, um, and we knew that if we uh, got that right, um, uh, we'd give ourselves a really good chance of being confident and, and getting the result we were after. We tidied up a few areas, made sure the boys were fresh and ready to go um, on Saturday, and that's uh, that's what we did. Yeah, the 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 way that um, Chance played the week before, none of us knew that he obviously had a had a broken rib. In retrospect, that conversation from uh, coming out of the camp that he was nursing that um, during the game and and getting through it this week, mate. He really he really led well, didn't he, from the back and and supported from his his centres and his wingers as well. That just made some of the play out there was outstanding. Yeah, you're right, Kim. And that, that was a big focus for us, that we needed to make sure that our, our backfield play was, was very good. We knew that if we could get some uh, a few more metres out of our, our uh, backfield, uh, in particular our two wingers, um, we knew we'd give ourselves a really good chance. And the further we got down the field, um, the easier it was for us to set up a pretty good kick for, for Jerome just to, to kick him into corners. So that was a big part that, that our backfield did in chance, you know, sometimes took two, two carries in a set, you know, which really took a lot of pressure off uh, our forwards in particular. Yeah, the, I mean, chance went really well because there was a bit of pressure on him, I think, uh, probably after Melbourne, wasn't there, Stace? I know there was a, a bit of talk about Joey Manu should be given the number one jersey. We all know that Chance wants to wants to keep it. I mean, was that much of a factor? What, was the conversa- what were the conversations like at training in the week leading up to the game? Uh, no, not at all. Not nothing around charts and, and Joey going to fullback. You know, where uh, Joey comes into the middle of the field and, and takes a bit of pressure off chance at times during the game when he gets a bit tired. So we played a little bit like that. Uh, but yeah, no, I don't, there was no, no pressure on charts. We knew that you know he was he was battling a, an injury and um, you know he was confident going into the game that he was going to you know uh, put together a good performance. Hey, Stace, just on the on the hook and rinks, like um, Kieran played. Very well on the weekend in that in that nine jersey. But as far as depth goes for the Kiwis coming into you know future years, what what do our stocks look like? Who are players that we should be keeping our, our eye on? Yeah, they are a pretty slim pickings at the moment, Kempi. You know, Brandon Smith um, and uh, Jeremy Marshall King are, are our two hookers that played in the World Cup last year, and, and if they had been fit, they would have been been in the side. So. Two there, but we really need to find some young ones coming through uh, that, that can do a job. We've got uh, we have Paulie Roach uh, play a little bit in the, the Kiwi A team, and Danny Levi played a, a part there too. So there's a couple of hookers there that have you know been playing their trade. I know Danny's at, at Canberra, and, and Paulie's with us at the Warriors. He got a uh, a debut um, back into the year, 
So, uh, yeah, it's a little bit there, but we, we certainly are looking for, for more to come through. Mate, when you, when you had the players like Fisher-Harris, Leota, um, in the side, and, and Joe Tarpany, you know, all from different clubs, and you're looking at the, the way that they're preparing during the week, did you, did you learn anything that you could take back to the Warriors? Uh, oh, look, uh, I've worked with these players um, for a few years now in Kiwi Camp, and they just, they're the ultimate professionals. Um, it's, for Fisher Harris and Moses Leota, it's like a competition to, to stay out on the training field the longest, you know? So yeah. um, they, just, they just put everything into their game. You know, they put everything into their, their training performance, and, and it shows what they do on the field, and it shows how good Penrith are because. I think it's a Penrith thing that it needs players just, you know, making sure that they've got everything covered. Uh, Stace, we uh, had a couple of uh, texts come through uh, for you when we said that you were coming on um, regarding the Warriors, actually this one. Uh, from Kevin and Titarangi. Um, obviously, we've seen all the news about Adam Fanua Blake in the news uh, over the weekend. Uh, great to hear that he's back. Uh, he's staying with us for 2024. But uh, do you know, do you think the club are actively pursuing another big body in the middle for next year? Yeah, I'm not too sure um, on that one. I really, I'll get into work today and I'll find a bit more information out. So, uh, yeah, it's good that um, really good that Adam's um, going to stay for a year um, and 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 tough it out. I know the, you know family is a big part of of, of his life. So uh, and all his family lives in, in Australia and his wife's family lives in Australia. So you know they're big calls, but. Uh, you know, your well-being and, and all that of players is such a big thing now. So I know a little bit more today and we'll see, yeah, but I'm sure if, uh, you know, if these things are happening, um, you know, I'm sure the club will be actively trying to look for so, uh, a replacement. Stacey, you've, you've obviously, you know, gone straight out of out of Warriors camp through the semis run and, and into Kiwis camp just finishing. Uh, what with your first day today, what's what's the uh, program between now and Christmas with the Warrior Boys? Are they uh, drip fed back in? I know that Chance will probably have off till Christmas, won't he? Yeah, yeah, no, they'll be drip fed back in. It's all to do with the uh, RLPA and, and when they can start back training. They've got to have a certain amount of time off from their last game. So I know we uh, we'll get some players in next week. It'll be all the junior players. Um, and then there will be a stagger of players come back between now and Christmas. So um, for us as coaches, really, this week is going to be, be around planning and, and what it looks like for us and how we want to play, uh, how we want to train and all of that. So, um, yeah, looking forward to getting back into, into Warriors, uh, Warriors mode. When, when are you expecting to see RTS turn up to training, mate? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I imagine he might be in fairly soon. Um, uh, I know Rogers. You know he's a he's out of a professional. He want to get in as soon as he can. So uh, yeah, I'd imagine he'll be in he'll be in fairly soon. He'll be in uh, well before Christmas anyway. Mate, Slade, young Slade Griffin be um, pretty pretty happy to be up there in in first grade, picking up the assistance role for Justin Morgan and and. Uh, young name mate, the the boy from the west coast that played in the back rower. Any chance of bringing him to the Warriors? Yeah, how good is he? Uh, come off the bench, put a left foot step on Nico Hines. So uh, yeah, you know, I mean, those players are the players that we should really try and target. I'm not saying Griffin Neem in particular, but you know, our point of difference for the Warriors is trying to get you know Kiwis to come back and play. You know, they go over mm. and their trade in in Australia, and, and you know, it's hard to to entice you know. Um, Top nine footy players that are that are Australian. You know, we got to target the likes of um, those type of players so that they want to come and live in New Zealand. They got family here, so 
they're the ones that you know that are probably more appealing for us than than, than most. So uh, you know, you see Paul Harris come back to the club when he come back for, uh, to the Warriors from from Melbourne, and Chance was another one. So uh, you know, Adam Blair a few years ago. So you know, they're the players that, that the club can target because you know they shouldn't. I mean, they'll cost you a bit, but not a you know not going to break you. No, no, young Leo Thompson, you know, apparently under 300 grand up at Newcastle. I'd say that Griffin Neen wouldn't be on a hell of a lot more either up there, so you'd probably pay them a little bit more to get them to come home. Stace, what do you think your biggest challenge is this year going back into the Warriors, given that you've had such a fantastic 2023 going into 24? Oh, look, the challenge is that we've got to, you know, um, maintain ourselves and, and, and improve. Um, that's one good thing about Webby. Every week, you know, every day at training, it's just that we're not walking past anything that doesn't, you know, uh, that needs to be fixed. We fix it. We fix it there, and we get it right. So, I know um, that's what Webby will be thinking that we've we've got to improve. You know, we've got to improve on what we did last year, and um, you know, when, which will set us up for it for a good year. So, hopefully, hoping that, that that that'll be the case. Mate, you enjoying your coaching? You've 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 been you know coaching for a while now, going through that under twenties. Um, grade and now into first grade and you're in the Kiwis there you know you've done a, a heap of um, of an apprenticeship is is if Madge Maguire moves to the New South Wales job is the Kiwis team an option for you would you like to coach the Kiwis oh look uh, everyone involved in the Kiwis wants to coach the Kiwis and, and I know Madge is, is very passionate about it and he still wants to do it so uh, look, if the opportunity came up, there, there's quite a few guys in, in the uh, in the staff at the, the Kiwis that that could do the job. So, oh look, oh, I've really enjoyed my time this year. I've learned so much under Webby. Uh, unreal, this, the type the, the brain he has around footy, and, and he's made me a better a better coach. So, um, yeah, look, if the opportunity came, um, certainly. But uh, there's plenty of other blokes out there too that that would want to have a shot at it. But I know uh, Madge. He's very keen to uh, to keep doing it till the uh, till the next World Cup. When you when your boy boys sat down at the end of the year doing your reviews, which is the players that we should probably no one's heard um, heard or, or looked at from from this year or coming into the club that you guys are excited to see on the football field in twenty four? Yeah, the, I think all the young ones coming through Kempe, you know, uh, Slade. Um, they did a great job with that, that reserve grade team and all the young kids that, that were coming through. You know, Dimitrik, uh, Lekka, Ali. Uh, there's, there's a lot of players that are coming through. I think Ali will have a big year. And those two young forwards will, will have big years. So we'll look, hopefully that they'll get some real good game time in the NRL squad. Now, Stace, I know you you got shares in a few horses, mate. You, you like to keep an eye on it. Tomorrow, there's a what they call the race that that, that stops the, stops the country or it stops two countries, apparently, mate. Are you, do you guys do anything as a as a team around that? I know one thing Webby's big on. He's big on um, punting on on horses and, and, <laughs> and having a beer. So I'm sure I'm sure it might be something around those lines might be happening. So uh, we just do what the boss tells us to. But to, yeah, no, I look forward to the Melbourne Cup. It's always a uh, now it's always a great time of the year for um, for watching these these great horses run around right now. Yeah, and and what about your your horse, Stace? Is it is it back in the spring carnival anywhere anywhere soon? Yeah, I've got a small share um, in the horse. Yeah, it, it pulled its hamstring actually, so um, I think it'll be coming right. So hopefully in the next uh, few weeks we'll know a bit more where it's at. So, but uh, yeah, it had a good start to its to its uh, career, and um, hopefully it'll have more a few more wins. 
Mate, you're uh, the hardest working man in rugby league at the moment. Warriors straight into a Kiwi season, straight back into a Warriors season. So we appreciate you giving us some time on a Monday morning. But we'll let you go, Stace. Uh, have a good first day of 2024 as it, as it, as it, as it stands. And uh, good luck on the punt tomorrow, eh? Awesome. Thanks, guys. Pleasure. Cheers, Cheers Stace. Stace. There you go. Stacey Jones, little general with us, uh, talking. Yeah, man, there's no rest for the wicked, is it? Nah. Well, that's, you know, the, the coaching gig is really tough, Rick. Um, you know, he's he's probably going to be getting into the office at, at between 6 and 7 in the morning and he's there till, you know, 5, 6 o'clock at night. They do long hours uh, preparing teams, especially through the off-season. And, you know, the, the question, just to ask him, like he's been around, he's actually been around the coaching gig for a while now, Stace. Uh, he's, he's gone through the 20s. He's gone through um, reserve grade. He's been assistant coach. He's been head coach. We, we'll forget about that through COVID when he when he bought the team um, through that really bad period. And uh, back there in that good year with Webby last year and still learning and um, had to ask him that question about the Kiwis. We've, there's all this discussion about Kiwi coach, one way or the other. There's a texter here saying, I've got egg on my face. You're missing the point. You're missing the point. The, the whole point of having a Kiwi coach um, is around the wider uh, benefit to the game, the more than the coach uh, that has to get into our system back here in New Zealand and work. Regardless of that, whether people agree with me or not, and you've, any, every, anyone's entitled to their opinion, having um, someone being offered a New South Wales job or Queensland job, I, I cannot for the life of me see them doing anything else because they would be required to sit down there and because it's see, people just think, oh, well, it's only three games. No, it's not. You've got to set up the junior structures. You've got to get all the systems in place. You've got to be doing all your 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 talent ID and running the New South Wales Rugby League pathways. So, if, you know, the point being, if they're doing that, that's exactly what we need to do with the New Zealand coach down here. So, and it's one of those positions. I've just read this article that uh, someone, one of the boys, sent me on Twitter about New Zealand rugby league blowing up about the NRL taking over the running of the game. Mm. See, I would be pragmatic enough to say, well, why not allow them to run the game? They run big games every week, you know. Like, why don't you partner up with them and don't run with it? They say, well, we don't get to promote it. Well, they would promote it if they were running it. They would let everyone know that it was planned and they would try their hardest to sell the tickets. And I think the same thing can be said about the game. Why, why don't we use our own, put them back into the game, pay them to do that and go around and coach our coaches? It's exactly the same as what New South Wales and Queensland do. So, you know, to hear Stacey say, yep, there's Kiwi coaches there and they can do the job, well, I would be promoting a Kiwi into that position. I think it's really important, not just for the Kiwis, for the whole of the game. Here's a question for you. Far Manu Brown yep. went pretty well, particularly, uh, or he went pretty well over uh, over the whole comp, actually. He's left the Newcastle Knights and signed a one-year deal with Hull FC. Yep. If you were Warriors, are you talking to him now? Uh, look, I think, you know, the good thing about when you're playing international matches is that people, it's that next step up, yeah? So if you're a part of a team that beat a kangaroo side by 30 points, I'll tell you, the happiest people in the world at the moment are Hull. Yeah, right. And they would be talking to him saying, well, actually, we want to extend your contract right now. Yeah. Um, but when Stace said there's not that many hookers going around, there's not that many hookers or halfbacks going around in the NRL. I mean, because I, I, I look at it from his point of view. He's only a young fella, right, still. He's still very young. He's only 20. He goes to Super League. He gets he gets 20 starts, 26 starts for the season, which he might not get if he stays at Newcastle. 
So is he setting himself up? Do you think that's why it's a one-year deal? Well, they, yeah, possibly. You know, most of these most of these guys are run by their managers these days. It's not as if you sit there and, and select, you know, um, this is where I'm going and this is how, how long I go there for. You don't get to do that till you're 28, 29, you know, it's at that back end of your career. I, I Sean Johnson, when Cronulla, uh, West Tigers offered him that deal to go over there. Uh, hang on, fellas, I'm gonna, I want to play one more year. I'm going to stay in New Zealand. You know, I'm quite happy where I am. So the... the the big, the big um, benefit for Nu is that he played in a test match that was against the world's champs and they beat him by 30 points. Mm. Now, anyone would look at it and go, at, at that level, this kid can play. But you've got to remember that the players that he had around him were pretty exceptional. And you, you go back into club land, they're not that um, same bunch of players playing alongside you. But you can make that step up. you know, yeah. And that's what separates the... I guess the internationals from just the, the the normal club player, but you're right, Rick. I'd be I'd be tapping him on the shoulder. I think you know he's probably um, benefited the most out of all of the Kiwis out of this campaign. And the other thing is he can play six as well. He's played six internationally for Samoa before he um, switched allegiances, right? So he's, he's he's got versatility as well. Well, the, mate, they they say you know they don't understand the test system. The test system is so Jurassic. Mm. You know, he calls Samoa and Tonga tier, tier two nations. Like, they're not. When Tonga has gone out and beaten England, Australia and New Zealand and Samoa's made it into the World Cup final, they ain't tier two nations. You know, the, the only tier two thing about them is their funding. And they can't, and they can't afford um, to fund themselves, you know, for all pathways. And, and we're the same down here. We can't really afford to do all that sort of stuff as well. So, you know, it's a, it's a real uh, monster, the NRL, and around that everything sort of stays in Australia. Um, and then everything else is filtered around it. There's this question here, well, should a Tonga coach coach Tonga Samoa coach coach, coach Samoa? Yes, they should. <laughs> it's, it's really, it's, you know, but the unfortunate part for them is that they're not in pathways either, you know. So Jimmy Dimmick, for instance, he should be coaching Tonga. You know, Nigel Wagner or, or the likes and Tony Pulitua, that in there in Samoa, yep. they should be coaching Samoa. Yeah, right, 100%. All right, there you go. Those are are Kempi's thoughts. Uh, There's a text here. Thanks, Kempi. I have a better understanding now of why a New Zealand-based coach will be a better better for us now, as you just explained it. Sorry about the egg on my face comment. My bad. No, no, no. Look, look, look. The the thing with it is that a lot of people have thought that I'm having a crack at at Madge Maguire. It is not Madge Maguire's fault that he is selected as our Kiwi coach. It is the process that we continually have gone through to not promote our Kiwi coaches. I'll give you a prime example. All right, just this is this is a one really good example. I use it all the all the time. Richie Blackmore coached in our domestic competition, did his time, and made the made the top three coaches to go on and coach the Kiwis. Yep, so he made the top three. So you'd seem to think that he was regarded as a very good coach. Yep. So he misses that and it goes to Stephen Kearney and and then it goes to David Kidball. Yep. All good. So he's, he goes, well, I must be a shoo-in for the junior Kiwi coach. Mm. Didn't even get an interview. Didn't even get in the job. And you're like, well, you know, what we seem to do is we seem to burn our bridges with the guys that actually want to coach our country as opposed to promoting them and supporting them and putting these net, these networks around them. Because Richie Blackmore is, is the type of bloke that would go back out in the community and coach our coaches. And for New Zealand, our biggest problem, forget the players, because as you saw on Saturday night, they won by 30-0. Our players have natural talent, and when they go in the NRL, they just we've, this has been going on for a long time. We were always going to get here. 
But the problem that we still have in this country is we don't have any coaches. And any good bloke will tell you that if you haven't got the coaches to coach our kids, you'll soon um, fall over. You'll find it really tough to keep competing. And and that's why I say it papers over the massive cracks. A win like this actually papers over the crack. They go, oh, you got egg on your face. You know, Maguire's a champion. I say, you're missing the point. You're missing the point. I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about where are all of our coaches in New Zealand coming from? I'll tell you who's got egg on their face. Whoever's running the West Tigers. Because <laughs> you sacked this bloke, and now he's just beaten the Kangaroos 30-zip, and he's got the New South Wales job. Well, I tell, So I, there's something wrong at your organisation. Yeah, and I, and, and the... the you know, if you've got to if you've got to get into a, a discussion about it, then I would say that Mel Meninga is actually the second best coach in Australia because Madge Maguire is, a new, is going to be the New South Wales coach, and Billy Slater and those blokes are going to be the next Australian coach. That's why it's so embarrassing for Mel. You know what I mean? So I don't want to see New Zealand being a pathway for New South Wales into an Australian coach's job. That's not what we, what we want. We want guys that are a pathway into our Kiwi job. And and we have the people that we can that can coach and coach our team, and and that's their pinnacle, that's their pinnacle, you know, as opposed to doing what we're doing at the moment with our national body, playing tournaments and just flying our kids into Sydney.